it's day three of rehab hi guys i'm sorry this day took so long to come out but life has been quite busy and my special guest ironically had to get a procedure done before we tape this <laughs> day three is all about vanity looks beauty aesthetic a topic that as a gay man is very prominent in my life I couldn't think of a better guy to invite on than my good friend Dylan. Dylan is one of my closest friends, someone who I think is fair to say is a little obsessed with aesthetics <laughs> and beauty, and is also a new microblading artist, so who better? Let's get beautiful, and let's jump in. Before we start, I just want to give a quick disclaimer. Um, there are going to be some opinions on this episode that may come across a little problematic, but uh, just keep in mind that I always want the show to be candid and raw and unfiltered and honest. And a lot of our opinions are affected by the culture we're in, the community we're in. And I wanted that to come across and be reflected as genuinely as possible. So just keep in mind that Dylan and I are speaking from our hearts and our honest place. And we're not trying to be malicious. Vanity is such a huge topic. I want to zoom in on how big it is in the gay community and the negative and the positive impacts it has. Dylan and I will share our experiences. Dylan, introduce yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your show and for this topic that I 100% relate to. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Dylan. I'm Puerto Rican and 29 years young. Can you believe this is my last year in my 20s? Wrong audience over here. Nothing wrong with the 30 30s. <laughs> 33 years younger. All right. So there's so much to cover when it comes to vanity. I think we should start with probably our own relationship with vanity. How would you describe your relationship with it? I think that, well, I know that my relationship with vanity is very, very tight. She loves me and I love her and we just get along and we get each other. Would you say it's, so you, I, I'm guessing you would say it's more of a positive relationship. It's a very positive relationship. I think that being into yourself and loving yourself and being kind of overdramatic sometimes with the way that you are for yourself can be beneficial. So I, you see, here, here's the thing, right, with vanity. I used to correlate vanity with self-care and, and pride and confidence, but I think vanity has an ugly side to it. And I think I started realizing that the older I got, where it became obsessive, compulsive, almost like a handicap. Vanity became a handicap in some ways. Like I, I remember feeling insecure, so insecure at times where it's like I wouldn't wear certain things because I didn't feel like I was fit enough or I didn't want to go somewhere because I couldn't get a haircut. Yeah, that's exactly how I am all the time. <laughs> so every time that we go out, I usually have a haircut 95% of the time. Because I love to feel great when I go out. I love to look good when I go out. And having a haircut just puts you in a different mood. If you don't have a haircut, then you're wearing a hat, you already feel uncomfortable because you really don't want to wear it. So, Why do you think it's such a big deal, especially in the gay scene? Image, for some reason, in the gay scene is, like, has become almost everything, and it kind of divides people. 
and it only divides people because some people take it to the extreme of being kind of like disgustingly cocky mm. with themselves. But if you know how to like balance being vain within yourself and also being great to other people, then I think it's a win because you're not being a shitty person just for being vain. You're being vain and being a beautiful person to other people. I think that's a big key to it. I think what happens, especially with gay men, is that the value, their self-value, starts to become directly correlated with their looks. And I don't think it's their fault all the time. I have a theory. Mm -hmm. And my theory is a lot of gay people are bullied. A lot of gay people um, are othered in many spaces and they're told, you know, they're not worth anything. So when a gay guy is attractive and that's the only type of positive feedback they get, Mm -hmm. they start to bank on it. And then they think that's all they have going for them. And I think we see that in a culture like the ballroom scene, right? I mean, look at the ballroom um, categories. Sex siren, um, pretty boy realness, selling face, Mm -hmm. getting tens, or it's aesthetic, you know, um, labels. And that's what the emphasis is placed on, right? I mean, there's not categories like intelligence or skills or talent other than like the voguing categories, you know? You know, it's it's very uh, superficial. It's very surface level. Right. It's kind of like based on like the outer parts of yourself versus like what's deep within and what you have to offer. And that's <clears throat> that's a huge, huge problem because it's and I'm, I'm including myself in that. You know, I'm not above it because I'm someone that for a very long time placed a lot of my value on how I looked or what I was wearing or what I had. Um, you know, I think, I think being materialistic ties into it in a way because it's part of aesthetic, right? Right. I mean, you're like, if you're decked out in labels, you kind of feel like the shit, you know, (laughs) and we're taught that. And that's not, and that's not a gay thing. I mean, even straight people feel that way, you know, like look at the rappers who are probably the worst. But like rappers are more into like designer because of the gay culture. Gay culture has spread out amongst the the straight culture and the designers are gay and the designers the majority of the designers are gay they're all gay men and then well that's another topic but but is it <laughs> think about it it's it's vanity right but vanity is also aesthetic and aesthetic is how you look and it's being prideful of, of your look it's it's pride yeah like when i don't know when i was younger when i first came out and like me being in the club very at a very young age I knew like I was really pretty and I knew that I can get whatever I wanted and and I never steered away from the fact that I had to be like good to other people because genuinely I like to like treat everyone equally you know but you know and there's okay here here's where my opinions get a little dicey right because I do think there's a difference between treating someone in a mean way based on their appearance and then i think there's another thing to want a certain appearance around you and i know that sounds controversial right but it's a hard truth that was pointed out to me mm-hmm. because i got in <clears throat> feedback that like all my friends either look a certain way 
or all my friends are generally attractive. Right. And I, I had to, like, let that soak in because I, I think the first time someone said that to me, I kind of was like, that's not true. And then I looked at my friends and I was like, well, it kind of is it, true. It very much is true. But at the same time, I don't think that we're all friends. Well, I know that I'm not friends with you guys because of the fact that we're all pretty. Well, we actually can laugh with each other. We can talk with each other. We can have genuine moments with each other. And that's how our relationship started off to begin with. Yeah. It didn't start off because, oh, he's pretty. I want him in my group. Or I'm pretty and you want me in your group. It yeah. was very much like we connected on a different level. And that's But we how... are. But if you do think about it, I think almost everyone, if not everyone, in our circle is a little vain. Absolutely. You know, and I do think that that's something we have to recognize. I do think the vanity is across our circle. And I do think you're, you tend to kind of connect to like-minded people. So if, you're, if you do have like similar belief systems, and vanity is a belief system, right? Because I'll, I'll give you an example. I don't pick my friends based on looks, right? Mm-hmm. However, what I can tell you is I'm not about to be friends with a bitch who is walking around with a wrinkled ass t-shirt looking like a hot mess a dust ball yeah i agree you know i do expect the people i hang around with to at least put some effort into how they look and to me that's not even see that's for me not even so much vanity that's self-respect yeah, self-respect, but also, like, you're looking yourself in the mirror and you're like, okay, this looks good. No, I don't like that. Or, no, I like this on me. And I'm going to get dressed to the way that is the most appealing for me and the attention that I got. Yes. I just think, I, I just, I can't understand people who, I guess, just don't place any care into how they present. And my thing is, okay, you don't have to be a super like style icon that's not what i'm saying but i am saying and i guess this falls maybe more under grooming but i do appreciate a clean cut image like me yes like me yeah like, us. like you like us because we're leos you know maybe, <laughs> you know they do say that leos are very vain sign um yeah we are so it's libra I, and, there's and not one leo sorry to go off like topic what you just said but no, I'm on topic, bitch. This is vanity, and I am that. So, I mean, <laughs> there's not one Leo that I have met that is not like me. Oh no, I have. I mean, to me, I haven't. You, we're very similar. Very. Um, Jason, Freddie, his sister. Yeah. Um, Lynette. Um, Lynette, Chris. Like I can, the list can go on it's and just, on and I'm, on. All these people are just people like in our circle or, or like you know very close to us who are leos and do have a very like polished look if if not polished i mean sometimes even just fucking dope right i was i would go as far as to say like a fucking dope <clears throat> yeah, ass every look. single one of them is dope and i'm not see like that's where like my my judgment turns off because i don't need everyone to be a style icon i don't need everyone to be you know extravagant over the top i can appreciate a guy i've dated guys actually who we're not into like dressing up a certain way like right they just but what every guy i've dated d- did have was clean cut and I'm, I'm talking about like nails cut hair cut always smelled good 
always, you know, like always like clean face, clean sneakers, you know, iron clothes. That sounds like me. You know what I mean, though? So when, and this is an interesting, this is another subsection of vanity, right? How do you think vanity changes in terms of dating? I mean, because you've been in a relationship for how long? Going on three years. It's going on three years. And your partner, Jason, mm-hmm. is also someone who's pretty vain. Maybe not as much as you, but is, is yeah. pretty vain. And does give, you know, he gives looks. He does care about the looks. Absolutely. Always has a nice haircut. Yeah. Always clean cut. Always smells good. You know, all the, all the boxes are checked. I mean, definitely. I mean, I went for Jason, obviously, because he's beautiful, but... I mean, we connect in a way I have not connected with anybody else previously or, you know, during the time that I was single and I was dating people. So dating is hard, but especially in the gay community. Do you think because so many gay men are so image obsessed that it makes it more difficult? They're image obsessed and... They want to. They kind of go only based off of looks. The majority, I think, of gay men. Everyone wants like a love, right? But it's the looks. You go for looks first, and then you try to see if you're if you're compatible and you if you can connect. See, I think. See, I think that's fair to say. That's across the board, right? I think because obviously when you meet someone, you don't know anything about them. Right. You just see how they look. So attraction always comes first. I think that's fair. But I think when it comes to dating especially in the gay community there's a certain what's the word i'm looking for there's a certain roadblock when it comes to image because there's so much that goes into it right you want a man that not only looks a certain way but their look also plays into a lot of times their role right like let's say i'm actually guilty of this i'm gonna use myself as an example I've liked guys before, right? And I've actively chosen not to date them because I felt like, one, I didn't like the way we looked together. (laughs) But the reason I didn't like the way we looked together was I felt like I looked like the bitch. Maybe because they were like, I don't know, like a lot taller than me, a lot bigger than me. Or more masculine. Or more more masculine, more buff. Looking or acting? Um, Looking. I don't mind. I don't mind the acting. I actually I've dated guys who were pretty feminine, and I've dated guys who were very masculine. So that that doesn't bother me. It only bothers me if it's to the extreme. I'll be honest. Well, like I'm not attracted to like super 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 feminine, and I'm also not attracted to hyper masculine. What are your deal breakers? What are your superficial deal breakers as it pertains to a guy? Um, I want someone that. Well, obviously, I have Jason, but, you know, let's say we're, we're not together at this for this question. I don't want anyone that's, like, big. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want anyone that's, you know, overweight and doesn't take care of themselves and, like... You know what's funny? I was on a show called The Circle, New York City. It's on YouTube. And I literally got ripped to shreds in the comments... Because I was set up on a blind date, mm-hmm. and the guy I was set up on a blind date with was a very big guy. I'm talking about like he was very big, like he was like <laughs> six foot, like three, and he was a heavy guy, like he was a big dude. 
and in my confessional, <laughs> I stopped laughing. I'm being serious. Like I made in my confessional, I I made a like an, an analogy where I said, you know, I felt like a little bunny rabbit next to a hippo. And I <laughs> literally so fucked up. <laughs> I honestly didn't think it was fucked up. Because I wasn't trying to like call him. A I mean, hippo. you were just being honest on how you felt, but at the same time, it was being fucked up. I guess I, I understand also... why people thought it was fucked up, but I was just giving a comparison. Like, I don't think I'm a bunny rabbit. Clearly, like, you know, I was just saying like I felt you like that small animal next to like a really big one. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is that I've actually—I mean, not that big—but I've been with guys who are bigger. So that's not one of my... Maybe not that big, because you compared him to a hippopotamus. Right. I think that's one of my superficial deal breakers, if you're mm. that much bigger than me. I don't like belly fat at all. I don't oh, want to see belly. it. I don't want the pudge under uh, on top of your dick. I'm sorry. I just... I don't want to see nothing that's unattractive to my eyes. I'm sorry if uh, you're listening to this and you think I'm shallow, but... I, we all have a preference listen, and if that's for you then that's for you this episode is gonna be a little shallow because it's about vanity and i want us to be honest because everyone i, I hate people i hate when people act very righteous and they act like they don't have these preferences behind closed doors everyone has these preferences uh, has okay preferences. so then let's keep it 100 i don't want a bitch with no fucking stank ass breath i don't want I don't have the perfect. I don't have the most perfect teeth in the world, but I don't need someone with like shark teeth in their mouth either. You know, like I don't want someone big. Teeth are big for me too. Nasty hygiene, bad breath. They don't take care of themselves. Like their hair is bad. Like, I want someone like that is fucking put together, and that's Jason, from head to toe. I I one hundred percent am with you with the teeth thing. So I think my my superficial deal breakers coincide with being clean cut. I, there's nothing that turns me on more than a guy who just looks very clean, like yeah. the like the shape ups, the cut nails, the the white teeth, like the all of like that. Like they took their fucking time. Like it's so attractive to yeah, me. I think that's hot. so hot. Also, like being in shape, I don't need you to be like a supermodel body because I don't have a supermodel body. But I do like a guy where you could tell, like you know, they they hit the gym. They might not hit it every day, but they hit the gym. You know, they look good. <laughs> I want like them that. to have somewhat of a body. Yeah. You know, I like that. I think that's hot. And I don't need, like, the Instagram, you know, model bodies. I mean, I'll take it. Absolutely. But I don't need it. Okay, so let's get into let's get into something really quick. When do you feel was your most vain time in your life? It could be now, last oh. year, in your 20s, early or late or mid. Um, I think I'm at my most vain moment in my life and I I think I don't think I know I know it's because <laughs> I am curating the image I've always wanted and I think this is the most I've invested into it um like I just started like doing like Botox I started doing fillers yes we love that I you know like I started working out more and I it st- doesn't mean that you don't fucking love yourself first of all so that doesn't mean that you know and I hate when people like, there's a lot of people who, like, left comments on my videos and they're like, oh, why would you touch yourself? You were so beautiful. Like, you don't need to do all that. And it's not because I didn't think I wasn't. You know, like, I never thought I wasn't good looking or whatever. You just want to airbrush some shit out. I just, there's just an aesthetic I wanted to achieve. I wanted bigger lips. Right. I didn't want lines on my forehead. You know, like, I didn't want smile lines. 
So there's things I didn't want back here, so I got a laser. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I was telling my boss, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I want my face to be frozen like Kim Kardashian. I want my face stuck. I don't want you to see when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm mad. Bitch, this is me. I want my face to be stuck and pretty. What would you say is your we we talked about what's your deal breakers on other people, right? Mm-hmm. What are your deal breakers for yourself? Like, what is something you never want to see happen for yourself? What do you mean? Like mine, my fear uh, for me is just gaining a lot of weight. Because like <laughs> on my mom's side of the family, like they're all like pretty like f- like heavy. Mm-hmm. And then on my dad, my dad was like super like s- like slim. Yeah. So it's like I have a 50-50 chance here. I mean, you have a 50-50 chance based on yourself. Because one, you don't easily gain weight for you to be obese. And two, you go to the gym and take care of yourself. So if you didn't take care of yourself, then you just gain weight, but you take care of yourself. Me, I've always said to my cousins, like, I don't want to get... Actually, not that I don't want to get... I'm never going to get fat. I'm never going to be overweight. I'm never not going to look good or pretty or take care of myself. I think, like, once I get to that point, which I was once in a point where I didn't take care of myself, and I got out of that, and I just switched it all the way around, and I never stopped. Now, here's a question, because we both said kind of like weight, right? We both we both brought up weight as a, a deal breaker for ourselves. Do you think this fear of gaining weight stems from being in the gay community, or do you think it's a societal pressure just based on like pop culture? Mm-hmm. Or both? I don't think it's either. You don't think it's either? I don't think it's either because cause I was very fit before. I was hitting the gym three, two to three times a day for five days a week. And it was because I cared about my image. But now that I'm like a twink, basically, I'm skinny with no muscle. But when I flex, bitch, I got something there. And I'm okay with that. I don't have to be at the gym 24-7 like I used to be for, to feel like, okay, I look good. See, I think actually for me... That is probably where a majority of my insecurity is right now. I have self-diagnosed body dysmorphia. And I can literally look in the mirror and feel like I am grossly out of shape. And then the next day feel like I look good. And it's really no rhyme or reason to it. And I just, I struggle with it so much. And I wish I didn't. Because it's, it's such a handicap to worry about shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, like, this irrational pattern where, like, I'll be like, damn, I'm so fucking fat today. And then literally, <laughs> like, next day, or clearly nothing's going to change that fast. But the next day, I'll be like, I look so good today. That's just how it is. That's some days not, you have, Some days you have good days and some days you don't. But yes, not body this for me. I'm sure if you... I'm sure if you talk to somebody, they would self, they would diagnose you the same way. I mean, I can definitely relate to you when it comes to body dysmorphia or, you know, just feeling very insecure at times and feeling great because I felt the same way for a long time, too. Actually, just recently, this guy I was talking to made me feel a lot better about it um, because he has, like, a really nice fit body. Like, he's one of those that you could tell, like, devote a lot of time into working out he's buff and he looks really good and i was just telling him how i'm just getting back into the gym and you know i was really inconsistent for a while and i felt kind of bad about it he was just like 
that's how it is though he was like that's life he was like life isn't always going to work out where you can be you can have like this perfect schedule for the gym all the time he was like that's not realistic for most people and i'm like never that easy on myself like i never look at it that way i'm always like so such a hard ass with like my goals and i guess that's it could be a healthy thing but it could also become a little obsessive so then maybe you need to do one of your great things and start affirming stuff okay i look good i am enough like right now what i have to offer is more than enough someone that can take me as i am right now they're gonna tell me i look good what are you talking about you're crazy so like i think when when you're someone who is so self-obsessed it really truly doesn't matter what people tell you i mean the advice i'm giving you was hard to take within myself because I was very you and sometimes you know it can pop up here and there but I try to push it to the side because I don't want to be or deal with you know body dysmorphia on how I used to I felt the same way because I was in the gym for so long and that I lost my body so quick that I felt like who am I and that's the shit like I feel like you work so hard for so long and it takes such a long time to like form the body and like get these results but it's so fast to lose them like it's like six months of hard work can literally be destroyed in like two months well the only reason why i got destroyed was because the pandemic tried my fucking cunt so you and millions of americans (laughs) can agree to that so you know that's exactly when me and jason got together and then the gym was closed for for god knows how long and then you know you get comfortable doing certain type of things especially when you're Having sex with the same man for, like, you know, almost three years. (laughs) I think I would assume that makes it easier when you have a partner for a long time. And it kind of goes, like, I really have no one to impress. Like, I hate to say it that way, but it's kind of true. Because it's like, you know your partner loves you. It's been proven. It's, It's continuously proven. As opposed to someone who's single... Where it's like you don't have that security blanket and it's like you kind of want to look your best because you're in the dating pool. Well, yeah, and you also have more time to focus on yourself because you're single. When you're in a relationship and have a dog as a child like I do, it's different. Like, I want to be back in the gym, but I have other things that I'm focusing on. So I have an issue with or bone to pick. With these Instagram models we see on our Explore pages who have these perfect bodies, ripped abs, huge arms, big chest, big legs, perfect ass, <laughs> which I love to see, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But I also think they, they're they not 100% honest with how they achieve it. And a lot of them are trying to sell you some kind of fucking training package. Like, everyone's a personal trainer now on Instagram. I don't think it's realistic. I think there's some kind of fucking secret they're not telling us. Because it's like, don't you work? How are you always at the gym? Like, how? How? Am I just being jealous? I mean, I think they've always been at the gym. They just are only now recording themselves at their most peak time because they're very attractive to look at. And people are going to look at someone that has a body and wonder, oh my god, how did they get there? What can I do what they did? And you know what, let me get their their training package so that way I can do exactly what they did to look just like them, but as myself. And it's just like, I don't know. 
I think I think these images we see on Instagram when you see like these perfect bodies, these perfect guys, I think it's it's I mean clearly it's fun, they're attractive, they're sexy, but I also think it's super damaging to a person's psyche if if you let it be because it could be a, a comparison. You start comparing yourself to like these super fucking models on Instagram and you're like, fuck, like, why don't I look like that? Why don't I have abs like that? Well, because, bitch, you're lazy and you don't hustle the way that they do at the gym. Hold up. Hold up. I'm sharing my thoughts here. <laughs> Not about you. I'm just well, saying. Well, damn. No. You see this shit? He just fucking ripped me into shreds. <laughs> Listen, I try. But, you know, it is. I do fall down a rabbit hole sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like, I look at these videos and I'm just like, fuck, like, I don't look like that. I mean, I'm probably eating a fucking bucket of ice cream while looking at these videos. But the point is, I'm just, I think there's a level of, un, like, it's a little unrealistic to not show the complete journey. And, I mean, obviously people are going to share, like you said, their peak. They're going to share their highlights. But, you know what, actually one person I'll give a shout out to that I followed from like the beginning of his journey is Body by Mark, Marky. Oh, okay. Mark. Like I met him when he was like like skinny and just to see his body transform over the years. See, for me that was encouraging because I saw like kind of the whole picture. I didn't just see him now. And he kind of posts like his throwbacks and shows like the transformation that I can appreciate. But then there's other pages I go to where you just see like, bam. Right, muscle this, muscle that, fit this, fit that. And I think it's funny because a lot of people would probably go to my page and be like, oh, he's so conceited, he's so self-centered, like blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, I'm struggling with my own insecurities, and I'm sure people think the same about you. Yeah, they do. A lot of a lot of the things that I get when people first see me, oh my God, I thought you were going to be a bitch. I thought you were going to be like an asshole. Well, you are. I thought you were so conceited. I am, but like, I'm not fucking <laughs> rude. Well, don't be fucking actually, rude. I am fucking rude as fuck, but... That's not the point. The point is that I'm a humble ass bitch the majority of the time and I will talk to anybody that comes up to me and says hi. I don't Same. I never downplay anybody or ugh or oh my god, girl, you're fat. Why are you doing talking to me? I never do that. I give everyone the time of day when it comes to having a conversation in public. I never just like you know, I'm not like shallow like that. Yeah, and I think it's it's easy to not read our insecurities because you and I have this in common. Whatever we're insecure about, we tend to put a lot of effort into. So like, for example, me with like wanting my body a certain way, like I go to the gym, I'm very, like most of the time, I'm very conscious of what I eat. I'm very hard on myself about it. Like you had um, a procedure done recently mm -hmm. with your hair, something I've also done. Share with um, the listeners what you did. I got SMP done. SMP stands for scalp micropigmentation. It is a procedure that you get done by a tattoo artist that is basically dotted hairs on your scalp for you to look like you have a fuller head of hair. Yeah, it's like an illusion to look like real hair. Right. So like they a bus do cut. tiny like dot by dot by dot by dot ink dots on your head. And yeah. Yeah, you have two sessions. One session is like your first passing. It takes about five hours. The second session, same thing. It took me about five hours, which I just finished today, my second session. All right, so let's walk people through what it is to get SMP. Like, what was it like when you walked into the shop? What came first? What were you feeling? 
I was really scared. I was excited, but I was really scared because, you know, like for the first time in a long time, I was cutting my hair down to almost zero. Yeah. And I knew the look I wanted because I know myself and I know what I look good in. And he, looking at his work through Instagram, I can see that he was very detailed, and that's why I picked him. Who was it? Uh, his name is Julio. His Instagram is shaped by Julio. And he really was very considerate into like my requests and what I was expecting out of everything and what I wanted to look like overall. And he achieved it 150%. So, like... Going through the process of sitting in the chair, going to shop was nerve-wracking. I'm like, oh my god, I'm about to have a Britney moment and shape my head. And when I finally did it, I thought I was going to cry. But I did it and I felt really like liberating. like Just like, whoa, I just shaved my head down to a, a zero. Did you get a video of them shaving your head? I did. I did too. And I, I don't remember if I posted it or not. But if I posted it, I took it down. Because it was such a vulnerable moment for me. Um, because it really shows like... I, I don't know about you, but in my video, when he shaved my head, it showed the problem areas in my hair. Yeah. And I was just so... I just felt really vulnerable about it. I felt vulnerable, too. Um, when he shaved my head, I definitely saw more so where I was struggling at. And, and so when he showed me my head, I was very scared. I didn't know what, the, what it was going to be like when he was starting to tattoo my head and... He was very like into like what I wanted and how I wanted it to look, but also with his expertise on showing me why it needs to also look his way so that way it can be exactly what I want. And I didn't understand that until after my second session was done, which was today. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said with like trusting professionals. I mean, it's like even like with regular tattoos, I feel like you can go in with what you want and what you envision. But if you go to someone who's really good at what they do, they're going to tell you what's realistic, what's going to look good, and not just agree to everything you want. Because sometimes we're not prof we're not the professional, and sometimes what we want might not end up looking right. Yeah. And like listen really to listen to their advice and go with someone that has experience and is like multiple has multiple certifications not just one and they just started last year and you're not going to get exactly what you want out of it i mean he has 11 certifications he's been in cosmetology for 30 plus years his you know his work speaks for itself and i'm very satisfied with what i got and if anyone's also again thinking about it i would do your research. Don't just pick anybody. Yeah. Trust in the, and trust in the person. Trust and um, make sure that they are taking in what your concerns are. Also, um, a little advice I want to give is if you're someone that's just just has like thinning hair and your hair still grows, just remember that when you get this done, you are gonna have to shave your head very frequently in order for it to continue to blend with your tattoo because if you let your hair grow it's gonna not look even with what the tattoo is and where you're not growing hair so like <clears throat> that's one reason even though i got the smp done i decided to let my hair grow back because for me it became more of a hassle to have to shave my head like every two days for it to blend with my tattoo. You also don't have like a receding problem. You have more so of like a thinning. But it's not drastic. It's yeah. just very slow pace. No, mine was mine was a receding problem, I felt like. Because I wanted... 
I guess not a receding problem. My my problem was a a curly hair problem because <laughs> my hair doesn't lay flat. Right. So I never got like the straight line I wanted. Which is what I had. Yeah, I love that straight line. But look. when I was younger, I had really curly hair until I got older. I had like fifty strands of hair. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it felt like that because of the amount of hair that I didn't have. But, but yeah, if you want to be a baldy with a tatty, do your research. Or ask me questions, go to my Instagram and DM me. I'm more than happy to answer anything that you have. I'll send you before and afters, maybe befores, but definitely afters. Period. All right, to wrap up this day of vanity and beauty and good looks and conceit and arrogance, I'm going to leave it with one simple question. What does pretty privilege mean to you, and do you think it's real? What? Okay, so pretty privilege means to me that I can get away with a majority of things that other people cannot that don't fall into the pretty privilege category. For instance, I don't have to wait in line at the club ever. Um, I don't have to pay for a section. I don't have to pay for a bottle. I don't have to pay for entry. Um, I usually am more respected because I'm pretty and confident. And people don't try my fucking cunt because I'm pretty. And what was the second question? You think it's real. Clearly you do. I mean, it's absolutely real because if you're pretty with privilege, it exists, especially in the gay community and our culture. And you're also a number one example of that. (laughs) Thank you. For me, pretty privilege is everything you just said, which are the benefits. But I also want to add that pretty privilege is also a huge safety blanket for especially for gay men. Um, because I think living in New York and being on the East Coast, we get a little jaded because being gay is not really a big deal here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for gay men who live elsewhere where there's a lot of bigotry, being gay can really get you attacked, can get you bullied, can get you othered, can get you mistreated. But I think when you're an attractive gay man, people are a little more willing to accept your gayness or at least tolerate you because you look a certain way. Right. And that's a huge advantage to pretty privilege. I think as it pertains to the trans community, I think when you're a pretty trans girl, you are treated a lot better than a trans girl who maybe is not passable. Or just started transitioning. And, you know, they're more clockable. And I think <clears throat> when you're when you have pretty privilege in your pocket, I'm not saying the trans experience would be easy. Um, but I would say, I would guess it would be easier than if you were not pretty. So I definitely think pretty privilege is something that's very real. I think it's super beneficial. I don't think it's fair. We don't cover the motherfucking sun with our hands with this because everyone that is pretty in the gay culture experiences this. Mm-hmm. I'm skipping the line, girl. I'm not doing this. Or I'm, I'm going here. I already have the plug. I already have the connect. I'm going this. I'm doing that. Yeah. We all enjoy it to a certain extent. 
And as you should, you know, I don't think it's something you have to be ashamed of or feel guilty for. I just think it's a it's a part of life, unfortunately. And I think the responsibility is if you know you have pretty privilege, maybe use that power and spread it for people who don't. You know, use your yeah. powers for good. In what way would you use your powers for good? I have. I mean, I've definitely been in situations where maybe I've seen someone be mistreated and I knew like whoever was mistreating them would treat me better. So I would like step into the conversation, lighten the mood, um, include the person more, like try to bring them into the conversation and try to just share the treatment that I get. So then we're kind of similar. I do the same thing for others. And I'm not like, like I said before, it's, it, it may sound that I'm shallow, but to a certain extent, I'm not because I do care about others. I care about how other people feel in my circle. And even if I don't know you and you wind up being in our group or in a section that we're out in, I'm going to acknowledge you and, and have conversation with you and not make you feel any less than my group or myself. Only if you're coming, obviously, sideways, but that's besides the fact. I want to thank Dylan for coming on the show. Dylan, please tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at it's Dylan Santiago, D-Y-L-L-O-N, not the other way. And you can also find me on my business page, Santi's Aesthetic. Um, yeah, if you're down for microblading session, there's some deals I'm having in, ju- in January, so hit me up. You know, I was supposed to get microblading done Which by he Santi is. Aesthetic, but apparently... He's so picky that I need to make sure that everything is perfect. Apparently, you know, friends come last on the list. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Thank you, guys, and join me for day four coming soon. Bye. Bye.